Hey, welcome back. I'm Michael. In this second episode of Depaganizing the Gospels, we will be presenting for the presentation of Matthew's testimony. I will begin this episode with the reading of chapter 2 from the Depaganized text. When Jesus was born in the city of Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, during the time of King Herod, kings and sultans came from distant lands in the east to Jerusalem and went to Herod's court, asking, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to make peace with him as the new king. When King Herod heard these words from these men who traveled as kings from the east, he was mentally disturbed, being possessed by demons, and he began terrorizing all the people in Jerusalem with his anger and jealousy. Herod called together all the Jewish people's chief priests and teachers of their laws of Moses. He asked these rabbis where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called to the visiting wise men, and persuaded them to tell him when and where the sign had appeared in their visions. For Romans were murderous pagans and worshipped evil spirits and idols. Then Herod sent those men and their entourage of camels and other beasts and servants to Bethlehem, commanding them to go and make a careful search for the newborn. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may bow to this new king of the Jews. After they had heard this pagan king, these wise men from the east went on their way, knowing that Herod had no plans to bow to the king of the Jews. And the star they had seen went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was born. When they saw that the light from this star had illuminated a house in Bethlehem, they were enjoyed to know the truth of the prophecy. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they entreated the mother and father to allow them to present gifts to the child they knew would one day become king. Then they opened the parcels of treasures they had bought from afar and presented the child with gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. Because they had been warned in their visions of Herod's treachery and deception, they did not go back to tell Herod the news of the child's birth and they returned to the safety of their own countries. Joseph took his wife and child and settled in Galilee, living in the town of Nazareth. The correction in this depaganized version tells a true story of events. Telling the true story of events occurring during the birth of Jesus depaganizes the text. The three wise men symbolize the paths of angels and their gifts given to the Christ when he was baptized and anointed with God's Holy Spirit to become the Christ and God's chosen one. Pagans denied the truce within the book of Enoch, which was the first prophecy about the chosen one, the path of angels, and the spiritual gifts of wisdom, knowledge, and humility. Jesus received the spiritual powers of healing, prophecy, and everlasting life as he progressed in his faith and evolution as the Messiah prior to crucifixion. Jesus was not born with any of these gifts, and the visiting wise men symbolizes 
this truth because all of these things were gifted to him after his birth and during his life. The information about Herod killing babies has been omitted. Research has proven that this event cannot be substantiated. None of the material about Herod killing babies is supported by historical record or substantiating evidence. The fictionalization of this event most likely had its inspiration in the story of Moses, and a heretic created this flight to Egypt story for the purpose of erroneously citing ancient scripture. The elements of curses within the testimonies are based on fraud. Removing those false witnesses removes the curses that resulted from those lies. Herod did not kill babies in Judea during his reign, but traveling across the wilderness and desert of the Sinai would have most likely killed a newborn child in that time. The pagans created this flight to Egypt passage as a curse. It is the reversal of the flight from Egypt by the Hebrews. Let us continue with chapter 3. Many years later, John the Baptist, a prophet among the people and also later known to Jesus as Elijah, came out of the desert of Judea, preaching and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The return of Elijah was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord, make stray in the wilderness a highway for our God. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins to God in repentance. Those who believed in John's message were baptized in the name of Almighty God, being fully immersed under water in the Jordan River, not just merely sprinkled as heretics will do it, When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for the acts of repentance. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I, a man whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize true believers with God's Holy Spirit, and he will purge the sinful from the earth with fire. The winnowing fork will be placed in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor. He will gather those who become his wheat into the everlasting barn of Almighty God, burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. John recognized Jesus when he saw him, and he tried to refuse Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Why do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it so, because I am only a man. It is proper for all men to repent of their sin. We will do this to fulfill God's command in all righteousness. Then John consented. 
As soon as Jesus was baptized and came up out of the water, the clouds parted and a ray of light was shining over him. The Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove and lighting him. All who witnessed the event were amazed, for nothing like this had ever happened. A thunderous sound filled the air and was perceived to be like the voice of God, and all present were moved to know in their hearts that there was something unique about this man from Galilee. One major correction made in the depaganized version is to omit the fraudulent detail of confession of sin. The paganized version of the Gospels has intentionally implied that confession of sin was to another man and not to God. The correction clarifies that confession of sin is to God. The fraudulent editorialization by pagans had the intent to enable a source of income to the church by requiring a monetary payment for sins confessed or require some other sacrificial act of attrition that is not truthfully required by God. The pagan Catholics created this fraud of confessing sin to a man and it has cursed the text for more than a thousand years because only God forgives sins. I want to point out verse 12. The winnowing fork will be placed in his hand and he will clear the threshing floor. He will gather those who become his wheat into the everlasting barn of Almighty God, burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This verse is a reference to the prophecies of Enoch in the book of Enoch, and it validates the rightful inclusion of the book of Enoch in the Holy Bible. However, heretics and pagans rejected the first prophetic text of God to the Semitic peoples because the alterations they made to the Torah, Talmud, and the Gospels are exposed as fraud by the truth within the book of Enoch. Heretics have concealed the book of Enoch from the knowledge of the common man because the text clearly contradicts the theology those ancient church fathers heretically created to support their pagan idolatry known as Catholicism. The depaganization of this text clarifies the connection and reveals the reason this effort has been directed by the Holy Spirit. It is also noted here that this prophecy appears in the words of Daniel and others who lived during the late 5th and early 6th eras of mankind as foretold by Enoch. These errors described by Enoch were not the same as the Middle Ages and errors of mankind detailed by modern history. There are two important reasons that Jesus needed to be baptized. Jesus was a man who was not without sin, the same as any other man. The statement Jesus makes in this correction refers to the command that God gave to the archangel Fanuel in the book of Enoch. It was Fanwell's task to lead mankind to repentance for God's forgiveness and to receive the gift of everlasting life. John, also known as Elijah, was baptizing people for repentance because the purpose of the great flood was to wash away from the earth the corruption and sin caused by the actions of the fallen angels. The baptism in water was more than symbolic and it is not possible to receive the Holy Spirit without the baptism in water and repentance of sin. One cannot receive the Holy Spirit without first repenting and being fully baptized in water. Jesus followed the path of Fanuel, one of the four archangel paths noted in the book of Enoch, and Fanuel presides over the gift of everlasting life. The information about the path of angels originates in the book of Enoch and is supported by the eternal truth prophecy. For those interested in learning more about the Path of Angels, please listen to my podcast series, 
antediluvian revelations or read the book of Enoch for yourself. Heretical theologians will tell you not to read the book of Enoch because they know it proves the paganized New Testament is proven to be a fraud by the truth within that book, which is about a, a history occurring before Moses. Moses only briefly writes about it in Genesis, but Enoch tells the full details. Remnants of the book of Enoch were found among the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the translation of those fragments are very similar to the translations by Sir Richard Lawrence of the text that came out of Assyria in 1773. Catholic, pagans, and apostolic heretics do not want you to know the truth because they are the Antichrist. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode. I will pick up at Matthew chapter 4 in the next episode. As always, thank you for listening. I am Michael.